Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. in the Rodney Perry Live, and we are coming at you live. Hold on. Am I, am I, from Rodney? Am I in there? Yeah, I'm in. Yes. <laughs> We're coming at you live and direct. Uh, it's Monday. That's right, Monday, once again, 2 o'clock. And as you know, we go live. That's right, February 3rd. Uh, my daughter's birthday is in two days. You understand? And uh, and uh, we're we going. We're going. We're in full effect. Thank you all for continue, continuing to support the show. And uh, we're doing a lot of great things, a lot of great things coming down the pipe. And uh, you guys are going to be a part of that. We're going to start doing some giveaways on the show. And um, uh, and that's for everybody all across the country. You, those of you that follow the show, you are going to be involved in those giveaways. So get ready to uh, rock with me, man. It's going to be uh, a great 2014. Uh, I can't wait to bring my guest on today. Just an awesome lady. And funny as all get out. One of my one of my oldest and dearest friends, just a cool, cool lady. Her name is Hope Flood. You know her from Def Jam, Comic View, and all the shows in between, but she's doing something really special. So let's do this. You guys sit tight. We're going to take a little break. When we come back, we're talking to my girl, Miss Hope Flood. Y'all sit right there. This is Rodney Perry. You're tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. What did I do with my last five hours? Let's see. I was a dietitian, a housekeeper, a pediatrician. Yeah, that was a third degree boo-boo. A housekeeper, a sanitation engineer, a housekeeper. Good thing I have five-hour energy to keep me going. What will you do with your next five hours? Hey, y'all, it's your boy, Rodney Perry. I am back in full effect. And one thing uh, that's near and dear to my my heart in this comedy game is the ladies of this game. I got a fabulous lady I'm going to bring on in a few minutes. But, you know, I want to shout out people that have helped me, people like um, Kim Whitley, who gave me my first job in Hollywood, or people like uh, Monique, who, who gave me opportunity on television. And so we need our women, our females in comedy. And, and my, my friend Hope Flood champion of that cause she is um sharing the game which a lot of people don't do uh welcome to the show miss hope blood what's up hope hey y'all thank you thank you for allowing me to be on the show hey rodney (laughs) how you doing baby i'm good on this 10 freeway trying to get down here uh to la to uh 
do this sketch for our City Hall show. <laughs> oh, nice, nice, nice. Well, well, I know we only got you for a few minutes, then. You're going to work, no. which is what we do. Uh-huh. I got time. I got time. Okay, okay. Okay, cool. Man, man let, let's talk about uh, this convention that you put together, uh, Females in Comedy Convention, and how it's kind of evolving, too. Uh, share that with, with the audience. You know what is so funny when you say that the women who have given you your start, that is amazing because you, you, you would think that, you know, that would come from a, a, a male comedian, but it's like the opposite, you know. And so I created the Females in Comedy Association because in my 25 years of comedy, I saw that, you know, when I first started doing comedy, there were only five or six, seven women doing comedy, ten maybe, especially black females. And as, right. as time has progressed, you know, there's so many female comedians out there, but we're not getting what the men are getting. We're not getting what the male comedians are getting. And I was trying to figure out why. So I created a group on Facebook called Females in Comedy Association, FICA, that's what we call it. And it's over 700 girls in a group from Hawaii to Canada to Germany, all over. And we network and share in our group. And God put it on my heart to do a comedy convention for females. And that's what I did for the first two years here in L.A., uh, 2011 and 12. And it was very, very, very successful. And But what I found is that, you know, even in my and, – and it was just for females. It was great. But what I found is that, you know, I thought that – and not, not knowingly, just really being naive – um, thinking that I was creating a voice for females. So what I was doing was kind of creating further separatism between the male and female comedians and that the fact that we do need each other, we do need to interact with one another. Most of my gigs come from male comedians, like most of your gigs come from female comedians. So I felt like we all need to come together and be able to create a dialogue where we can figure out, you know, why are there five guys on a show and no females? And if, and if the male comedians were able to see that these females were serious about their craft, that they're funny, you know, whatever, that they would book them on shows. And so hence, I allowing male comedians now to come to the convention to be able to bridge that gap and create this dialogue for comedy. You know, my mentor told me, she said, I never thought out to be the best female comedian. I just thought out to be the best comedian, you know. And that really wow. just hit me, you know, with her saying that. And so thenceforth, that's why I said, you know what? And then my business consultant, she said, why are you leaving that money on the table if the men want to come? Because the guys call me all the time when I'm doing the convention. I'm going to put on a dress and get me a wig, and I'm coming to this convention because I need this information, you know. and. Right. I was I was more like, no, it's for the women, and we behind, and we this, and we that, and everything. And I had an epiphany and realized it's, it's just for all comedians to be able to get this information and this knowledge, you know, that I've taken out of my brain in my 25 years of comedy, and we're having workshops and seminars with over 100 years worth of comedy experience at this convention in April in L.A., April 22nd through the 27th. Uh, we're having this convention in L.A. And, Rodney, you're going to be a part of it, too, right? I, I, I will definitely be a part of it, and uh, and I've been a part of it. I mean, I sponsored a comedian in yes. the past, and, you know, I, I'm a fan of, of what you're doing. And Thank you. whether it's for men or women, it's about sharing information. And, and I remember, you know, when I was coming up, people just didn't share information. And so to see, yeah. you know, a like yourself have a mind to do that that's dope to me 
So that's why I wanted to be a part of it. But you tell know, Ronnie, I've always, I never was one of those comics to not share information. And, and when I got in the game, other comics were astonished that I would share about gigs and things. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm thinking, I can't do all the gigs. You know, why not share right. the information? Because I feel like if I share with you, you're going to share with me. And even if you don't, it's okay. You know, whatever God has for me is for me, you know, and nobody can't take that away. And we all need to learn that in this business, in anything that you do. You know, a lot of comics and entertainers feel like, well, if I share this gig or that audition, they go and they pick them instead of me, you know, whatever. And, and, and sometimes you gotta, you got to bless somebody. you got to be a blessing to get a blessing, and I just believe in that. Man, man this, this, uh, so this, this event... The Females in Comedy Convention has been going on for a few years now. This will be your third yeah. annual. This is now, our third annual. This. Nobody ever thought I would get this far with it. What What are some of the challenges, Hope, that, that you've encountered up to this point? And how has it gotten better? Um, the challenges have been support, uh, sponsorship, you know, from major companies or just people in general. Sometimes you got to get to, you know, almost four or five years before people will believe in it and believe that you're going to continue to do it. Nobody wants to sponsor and spend a lot of dollars on an event that's only going to be one year. So, you know, and, and building momentum, uh, getting the L.A. comics to understand how important this is. Uh, a lot of them think it's just about the showcases. Well, I already can get in the J spot. I already can get in that. And people don't realize, or comics don't realize, that, you know, getting on the microphone is the reward for the journey. This is a business, and that you need to know the business of comedy, you know, and you need to know the the social media, the, the improv, the sketching, the, the uh, PR and marketing, your comedy persona, all of these workshops, how to write jokes, you know, all of these are workshops that are going to be at the convention. And the showcase is just the icing on the cake. It's just to show your, what your God-given talent is to make people laugh. But it is a business, and comics need to understand that this is a business. And so th- that has been the challenge with the Los Angeles comics. People from all over the country you know, they're coming and they support D.C. comes, Atlanta comes, Houston, Dallas. They all come through uh, Detroit. We have a lot Chicago represents, you know, but it's been a challenge getting people right here in the city to come and, 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 and have, you know, and get this benefit of being in the convention. So that has been a challenge for me. And then having good help. You know how hard it is to find good help to help you put this stuff together? I've been working on this and doing this. On my own, I come off the road to do this, and I make money on the road. And so that is a financial hardship sometimes on me because that's how I make my money and everything. So those are the things, those are the challenges that I have with, this, with putting this together. What are, what are some of the festivities that, that those days, I mean, of course you have the seminars during the day, you have the, the showcases at night, but give me the whole calendar, man. What, what can people look forward to okay. having fun at the, the Okay, it starts off April 22nd with the Comics Rock Forum and Meet and Go Reception, and that's hosted by Crazy Linnell, of course. Oh and she, she's honored. She's like, 
that's the first person you see, and she breaks it down to you in her 25, 30 years of comedy, and she breaks it down. It took a long time for Hollywood to get to Linnell, and she's, and she's getting yeah. so much uh, work now, and she's becoming so successful. So she gives you the ins and outs, cut straight, chase, with no chaser. And some people can take it, and some people can't. But it's all about, you know, the nicknames and that you're not going anywhere with these nicknames. Where's your business cards? And, and some of the people who have come in the previous year, she make them pull out their business cards to make sure they have them. You brought your headshot. So she really goes in deep with that. So that's a networking thing and then showcases that night. Wednesday is the workshops and seminars, Wednesday through Friday. Friday is our industry breakfast where we have a panel of executives and talent bookers and promoters that come, and that's hosted by Tina Graham. And you get free breakfast, the comedians, that's included in it. They get breakfast, and they get to ask the experts questions of what they learn, about what they need to know, and things from these experts, what to expect in the business. And that's, during, that's on Friday. And then Friday evening, I just added a promoter's workshop taught by one of the top promoters in the country, Errol Jackson. And his bio and information wow. is on the website, which is femalesincomedyconvention.com. And I think that's important for business owners, event planners, and promoters to know the tricks and the trades of promotions. You know, a lot of times, Rodney, these promoters, they're fans of us, but they don't know how to promote. And they don't know what it takes to promote and what's put into it, social media, flyers, radio, and all of these things that you've got to keep it in people's face to be successful and fill up your venue and your event with people for, you know, to come to these shows or events and, and things like that. So I've added that just, and that's open to anybody. That's just not, that's included with the, uh, with the uh, attendees, but also I've opened that up to the, uh, to the public for anybody who promotes, uh, does events and things like that to be able to come to that and get that information. And they're going to have some concert promoters and people who are really big in this business and who are very successful and have been in a long year, and it's called How to Promote Like the Pros. So we're having that. Uh, Saturday is our celebrity basketball game, charity basketball game. I have a nonprofit organization called the Nicola Hope, and it mentors at-risk youth in the community, and I give away uh, money also to other nonprofit organizations that are similar to mine. And so we're having a celebrity basketball game called the Comedy oh, Slam nice. Celebrity Hoop Jam, and it's at Southwest College, and um, and comedians, it's all comedians and comedic actors that are coming out to play. Uh, that's the second game, the celebrity game. The first game is the Lock High alumni versus the Washington uh, High uh -oh. School alumni basketball game. They rival schools. And so that game is the first game. And then we got Halftime Entertainment. Mickey Howard's going to be there singing. Uh, it's just going to be great. And then Sunday is our Comics Farewell Brunch that we have. And that's just a recap with everybody, all the comedians getting together, people you've met and learned to, to just eat and fellowship and say goodbye and have a good time. And so that's pretty, pretty much what it is. I love it, you guys. You can go check it out on the website. That's femalesincomedyconvention.com, or you can go directly to hopeflood.com and check out my girl, Hope Flood. Um, Hope, let's talk about social media, man. And, and I noticed you're, you're on Twitter, you're on Facebook, you're on YouTube. Um, how important is social media for, for the comic uh, in this day and age? Social media is the number one way of 
really marketing and getting out your event because it's considered target marketing. Okay, like radio is still effective. It kind of legitimizes your event, but if I don't listen to that radio station or if I'm not in the car or listening to the radio at the time the commercial comes on, I miss it. But with Twitter and and Facebook, if I put that on your wall, if I put that in your box, or if I tweet that out to you, that's direct marketing. If I email you or text you, you're going to see that ad or you're going to see that promotion. And so it's, it's way more effective. In, in marketing, it says that people have to see things seven to ten times before they'll respond. So a lot of people think one time is enough. No, you have to keep it in people's face. They forget. People got ADD, ADH, every lot of stuff on their mind, and so they're not <laughs> They're not on it. And I can know, I, I'll tell you this, every time I promote the convention, somebody goes, a comedian goes and registers. And they'll just say, oh, thank you for reminding me. You know, and nobody's ever like, oh, you know, quit, quit, quit with that. It's too much. They always say, oh, thank you for reminding me, or I'm going to do it today, or, or this and that. And so you know that that's being effective when you do that. So people, you know, you got to promote. you got to promote. you got to have your flyers. you got to have your social media in place. You got to tweet. You got to Facebook. You got to text message. You got to do all of those things, you know, to promote your events. And even when you're tired or you think you're getting on people's nerves, then do it again. <laughs> do it again. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I met I met these young cats. They were doing a show out here in Atlanta, and and you know I pride myself on promoting, you know, whether it be this radio show or you know my live events. But man, these young cats was going beyond what I was doing. They had their mailing list. They had their text list, their tweet list, but they were also picking up the phone and calling people personally. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. that was just so powerful to me. And I was like, even I'm leaving some information on the table. What have you learned uh, for, since doing this, comp- this uh, convention? Um, I have learned that people are visual and that, you know, it's one thing to have words you know, and text, but if you send a flyer, if you got a, a nice-looking flyer or a one-sheeter that pops, you know, people are very visual, and they will keep that. If it looks good, they'll keep it. Even with my business cards, I always have my picture on it, you know, because people are not going to throw that away as they will just a regular business card. And I always have my packets tight. Anything, anytime, because that's what you have to represent you. A lot of comedians don't have good headshots and things like that, and, and they send these things out. I mean, and I'm talking from when you used to send stuff, when I used to go to the mailbox three, four times a day sending packages out to promoters. That's the only thing I had to represent me at that time. You know, there was no social media and all of that stuff. And so, you know, people have to remember that, and I'm visual. I like to see something, you know, whatever. So if you put it in you know, whatever, and it's a flyer and it's pretty and it's fly, I'm going to keep that. And then it will remind me, oh, that event is coming up or this is happening and it will make me want to come. And so those are the things that I have learned. Um, I've learned that everybody's not on social media, so, so you still need flyers. You still need some radio or radio shows like yourselves and other blog talk radio shows to be able to talk about your events where people have listeners and, and to continue to just, Keep it out there in the public and in people's face. That's what I have learned. Repetition is key. One of the things I thought was very dope that you did, and, you know, I got a call. I'm sure some other comedians got a call. But you was like, Rod, you know, I want you to play to take one of these young ladies on the road. Yeah. And, man, mm-hmm. that's so old, man. When George Lopez said, hey, Rodney, man, come do a couple of dates with me, 
when when Cindy and the Taylor said, "Hey, Rod, man, come do a couple of dates with me." That was gold for me, and I learned yeah. so much just being yeah. on the road with that particular comic. So I'm excited, you know, about you know whoever whoever will get the opportunity to rock with me for a weekend because that's when you get to really see what a comedian's about. You you can't really yeah. get the gist of a comic in one night. You know, you got to see them like two or three shows and then you can give them a, a little point of the air or, or they might give you a jewel. You never know. So I think that's a great part. Speak to your brainchild when, when it, came, it came to developing that part. Um, last year, early bird registration, whoever uh, registered early got to go on the road with me for five dates. And I took out 21 girls, not at the same time. I'm going to get to that. But I took out, you know, three at a time, two at a time, you know, because everybody wants to get on the road. Oh, I hope I want to work the road. I work the road. And as me, a road comic working the road, they really don't know what it takes to work the road. And, Rodney, I'm going to tell you the truth. I took them through so much. (laughs) Some of them girls was like, I got to go to bed. I'm going home. My job ain't so bad now. You know, whatever. (laughs) How do you I can drive to a city. I can fly in, drive, go to the mall, shop all day, then get to the room, lay down for an hour maybe, shower and go to the show and do an hour set. And they like, I don't know how you do that, hoes, and you fat. So how are you doing all of that? <laughs> and I'm like, it's what I do, and it's what I love to do. And when it's something that you love to do, even though it's work, you don't you don't look at it as work. You look at it as a privilege that people will come to see you, and, and you make their life a bit better. I really believe, and I believe this in my heart, that comics are ministers of laughter. I just believe that. And that just like people go to church to hear the word, to feel better, I believe that people come to comedy shows, laugh, so they can forget about whatever's going on in their lives. And and I'm going to give you an example. I was doing a show, and every time I give up or think I want to give up, I say, God, give me a sign to let me know I'm doing the right thing. And a lady was at a comedy show at my townhouse we used to have years ago. Rodney used to come up from San Diego when he was in the Navy to do our club. And, you know, the lady coming to me after the show, she said, you know what, you guys had a great show. She said, today was my birthday, and nobody in my family or friends called me and re- remembered my birthday. So she said, I figured I would get dressed and go to come to the show, and when I got home, I was going to kill myself. And tears just started rolling out my eyes because at that point, God said, and this is why you do it. People are hurting, and everybody's ministry is not in the church. Who is going to speak to the lost and the brokenhearted? And that these people come here for comfort, if it ain't but for a couple of hours, because you always think that your situation is the worst. But when you come and you hear other people's situations, and when we get on stage, we're talking about our lives and and things like that, it's not so bad no more. You know, and that you could go home and cope and deal with it. And I believe that. And I, I don't like comics who get up there and talk about people. And because if you have something to say, you don't have time for that. Now, if you get a heckler, mm-hmm. of course you shut the heckler down. But just comics, uh, oh, so what you do for a living or what it is that, that means you don't have anything to say. You know, and that's, that's wow. my opinion. You're looking for jokes. And people, and people didn't come to be uh, ridiculed and hurt. And you don't know what somebody is going through. So I don't take being a comedian lightly. I, I count it a, a gift and I count it a privilege. And that's why I'm so passionate about teaching comics. And I'm not 
that success, successful. You know, I'm not Monique. I don't have an Oscar or any of those things. I don't have that. But I believe that this is my path, and this is what God has put in my heart to do. And all of that is going to come later on or whatever. But this is my mission, and this is an assignment from God. I ain't made a dime off the convention. And it's okay. It's not about that. It's about comedians being better in the craft that we're in and planting those seeds. A lot of the girls have gone back. They've gotten their own radio shows. They promoted their shows. Uh, promote, they promote shows now. One girl started back her play. Another girl's doing a one-woman show. Somebody got a commercial agent out of it. Other people got road gigs and things like that. So that's what this is about for me, you know. And so that's what I believe, and that's what I'm going to stand on, you know, until the, the day I die. <laughs> and that's what I believe. Wow, that's, that's awesome, Hope. Man, you, you know what, what's, what's most impressive for me and, and one of the reasons that, that, that I, I went and did like, uh, events like the Bay Area Black Comedy Competition, mm-hmm. one of the reasons Comic View is dope to me or, or like my show on Bounce is that we very yeah. seldom get opportunities to spend time together as comedians. I mean, it's really yeah. kind of a solitary business. I mean, we might talk every once in a while and catch up with each other. You talk to your friends. But you very seldom get to be in a room full of comedians. And I tell That's comedians true. all the time, when these events come up, if nothing more, go meet your peers. If yes. nothing more, go meet the people that's in your class. Because if you look at it like high school or college, there's a group of you that step in every year. So meet, mm-hmm. meet your peers. Meet the people that are your classmates. And um, I think that's one of the more powerful things, man. And, and I, I hear your passion. And I sh- I'm sure the audience, any, any of you comments listening, please make sure you go to the website, femalesincomedycompetition.com, or go to hopeflood.com. She's on Twitter as well, at Hope Flood, on Facebook, at Hope Flood Comedian. Uh, man, Hope, Hope I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be a part of it this year. Give me I'm the rundown. I'm glad you're there. I'm, who, who I'm you glad have? you're Who I got Who's coming gonna, to teach? Who you got? Shane Forbes. Is teaching PR and marketing 101. If you, anybody knows Shane, y'all know Shane is a marketing guru. Yeah, Shane yeah, has this thing down to a science, and it ain't difficult. The way he breaks it down, it's real simple, and you'll just be like, what? That's all I got to do? Shane has 1.4 million email addresses, and he has them separated wow. in different cities and stuff, all the Denver. So when he get ready to go to Denver, he shoots out that Denver email blast to those people and stuff, he, you know, and he gets booked because of that. He'll call promoters up or clubs up and say, I got an email addresses of 50,000 in your city, and they'll book him on that alone, you know, whatever. And I know a lot of promoters book off of Twitters, which I don't understand that, and Facebook friends and followers, which I don't understand that totally because all of your followers and stuff are not in the same city and state, whereas right. Shane got his all sectioned off, wow. you know, wow. and everything. You and then can't... you're coming to teach an a improv class, improvisation class, and it's much deeper than that. I, I'm going to let you talk about that in a second. Then I got Coco Brown who's on the show with you today. She's coming. She booked eight shows last year, and she's coming to wow. teach you guys how to get your, to book you some shows, you know. Uh, it's called From Stand-Up to Stage, and I'm excited about that. I got a new workshop. Uh, my girl, Moni Moan, it's called Intro to Voiceovers. I want to get into voiceovers. 
Linnell's doing voice voiceovers. If you want to really make money in this business while you're waiting to blow up, voiceovers is a great, great, great avenue to do some things. Um, I got Bob Nurse coming. It's called, and she's teaching a, a class called uh, The Business of Comedy. Uh, her husband is coming to teach your comedy persona. Uh, Greg Dean is right, uh, coming to teach joke writing techniques. Greg Dean is on the Comedy Store wall. He's a longtime veteran comedian. He taught Whoopi Goldberg and Sherry Shepard. His class is a two-hour class because it's so much information and it's so much that comics are missing in the room to learn how to do, to, to learn how to structure their jokes and replace them from, you know, comics, a lot of us use profanity for a lack of a better word. And, they, and that's mm. what he shows you and teaches you on other words that you can use to mean what you've got to say without having to use profanity all the time. And just structuring and getting your jokes written in the right place and, and everything. So he's teaching that. I teach a class called Comedy 101, and it's about branding. I'm the first class you, that they come to on that Wednesday. And it's about branding. It's about having all of your social media and websites in the name that you are. If you're on stage and you're Hope Flood and you're Rodney Perry, that should be your web address. That should be your Twitter address, your Facebook. That should be everything. It should be Rodney at RodneyPerry.com, Hope at HopeFlood.com. You know, not the Yahoo and, and things like that. It should be at Hope Flood. It should be all of that. And so I teach all of that. I teach you how to negotiate uh, your gigs, um, and with wow. a wordplay and a, with a, a promoter to a comic and how to call and get gigs, um, how to get your own comedy room. I give them contracts and stuff uh, uh, that they should have to get their deposit. You know, so I teach that yeah. class. Um, the Promoter's Workshop. Oh, God, who else is coming? David Arnold is coming to teach the art of stand-up. If you guys know David Arnold, he is a Great writer yeah. for Tyler Perry. Uh, he's coming. Buddy Lewis is coming again. Uh, we have a mental health, you know, uh, a comedian who teaches who does mental health by the day. And if any comedian thinks that they ain't crazy or unstable, they are wrong because we are. <laughs> but you just need to be able to identify your level of crazy, and then you can be able to go to the doctor and get them proper medication or whatever. <laughs> so, so Belinda's coming let, to let teach me ask, that. Let me ask you this, mm -hmm. Let me ask you this. Because it's a... Uh, it's a woman forum. I mean, initially, is there anything on safety? Because that's one of the things I, yes. I personally worry about with my peers on the road is that, you know, a lot of times we're alone. It's hard enough yes. for a man to be by himself. It's got to be that yes. much more hard for a woman. What, what are some of the safety concerns out there, you think? One of, a couple of the girls have gotten uh, molested and raped uh, on, on the road, and so I implemented last year uh, a Divas in Defense class taught by my boy Chris Brittle, and his brother has Divas in Defense in Atlanta as well, and he take, teaches some basic uh, techniques. It was such a fun class, even though it's serious, of uh, just some basic things you can do and some awareness that we all need to have. Quit texting while walking. Quit um, getting in the car and leaving your door open or not pulling off. You know, things, just stuff. quit jogging or walking around the track with earphones on. You cannot hear if somebody is coming up behind you to grab you to put you in a car or a van. Just some basic things that he taught us on how to, take, you know, to put, put an eye out, 
or, or you know, and some of the girls was like, well, I don't want to hurt him. Well, he's he trying to hurt you, you know, and if he has a gun, you know, someone was like, you got to disarm him, and then you pick that gun up and you shoot him, you know, whatever. And a lot of the girls were like, I don't want to do that, but they're trying to kill you or they're trying to rape you or do you some harm. So, you know, a lot of girls, a lot of the girls need to understand that, especially I, I travel alone a lot on the road by myself, and just only by the grace of God, I've never been attacked or, or raped or approached in any form, but I'm also from the hood, so I'm always looking. When I walk in the club, I'm always looking, you know, to find the exits and look at everybody and, and things like that because I, I grew up that way. And so people put their guards down, especially if you live in certain cities where there's not a lot of crime per se or whatever. So, yes, we do have a Divas in Defense class. Uh, the girls can buy mace and pepper spray and all kinds of stuff that they can put on their keychains and things and, and be able to use. So I did implement that after some of the girls personally told me that they had been attacked and raped on the road. Wow, that's, that's crazy. Hey, y'all, this is Rodney Perry. You're yeah. to Rodney Perry Live. We talk Hope Flood. The name of the convention is Females in Comedy Convention. And, man, Hope, I, man, this is awesome, man, on so many levels. It goes down Thanks. April 22nd through the 27th. And, um, man, this is dope, man. I'm, I'm super-duper excited, one, to be a part of it, and, two, that that you're on your third year, you're getting it in. Um, uh, I, I've and people, if they want to, to register, they need to go ahead and register. Uh, registration ends March 22nd. It's two ninety nine okay. for everything. And the, and the thing about that is, you can't get one of those speakers for that price. And you're getting six days. I'm feeding you three to four of them days. If you're coming from out of town, and so many people in LA. You can't even get on an L.A. stage, tell Rodney, without somebody recommending you or endorsing you. Oh, yeah. You know, we're doing oh, yeah. the Comedy Store, Comedy Union, J-Spot, uh, Flapper, Ha Ha Cafe, Improv, Comedy Store. You can't get on those mainstream stages on your own if you just walk into those places. And you'll be able to showcase and, and, and at those comedy clubs, which is a dream come true for a lot of comedians and stuff. So yeah. they need to register because the registration is going to be ending March 22nd. You get a gift bag with all kinds of stuff in it. We're giving away prizes at the Farewell Bronx. You know, all kinds of stuff. So they need to get in and, and, and everything. Like I said, one of those classes, Greg Ding alone charges $500 for his class. So you oh, can't yeah. even get that. David Arnold charges almost four or 500 for his class. You're getting a, 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 a plethora of 100 years' worth of experience in six days, really three days with all the workshops and seminars that you wouldn't be able to get no other where. No other convention is doing this like this. Nobody. So, yeah, I, I completely agree. I mean, I've talked to to young ladies across the country that you know pop into my shows, and and then they then they just rave about the experience they had. So and and they oh, and they return. So like you said, register, yes, register, register, become a part of everything that Hope Flood got on, got going on. Hope, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you. Um, thank you for having and, uh, me. We, we're definitely going to help keep getting the word out, and uh, we'll see you. Thank next you. Time. All right, I'll see you there, babe. Thank you so much. Thank you, Madeline. Right. Thank you guys so much. All righty, bye-bye. No doubt. Hey, y'all, this is Roddy Perry. You tuned in to Roddy Perry Live. That's my girl, Hope Flood. Females in Comedy Convention is going down April 22nd. Please enjoy. Y'all hang on. This is Roddy Perry. You tuned in to Roddy Perry Live. That's right, Roddy Perry Live. That's right, Roddy Perry Live. That's right, Roddy Perry Live. 
If you're looking for the latest in comedy, news, and entertainment, the only place to go is the Humor Meal. Check out the website, humormealmag.com. Humor Meal, the only place for comedy, news, and entertainment. I see you, Frank. Original recipe. Original recipe? Mm. Dad, I think you ate the bones. I did what? You ate the bones. I ate the bones? I ate the bones? I ate the bones? KFC Original Recipe, now available without the bone. Freshly prepared white or dark meat chicken, boneless and skinless. Get four delicious mouth-watering pieces in your next 10-piece mixed bucket for $14.99. Today tastes so good. It's time for me to get into this next joint. Let's see what I got here. Um, this young lady is a real friend of mine. Let me get that. Okay, here we go. Let me go and dial it up right quick. Uh, I think this is my number. Bop, 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 boom, boom. Y'all don't know Rodney Perry can make calls. That's right. I'm calling in right now. It's one of my favorite homies in the world. Y'all going to love her. Let me get on the line. Hello? Coca? Yes? Rodney Perry. Hey, baby, how are you? I got you on the air. Oh, shoot. I'm sorry. I'm looking at my watch, and I'm going to call you like in two minutes because I'm thinking my watch is 15 minutes fast. So I'm standing here with the phone in my hand like, let me call him in two minutes. <laughs> oh, man, I'm sorry, baby. What's up? Okay, well, let me give you a proper introduction. Ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, coming to the show, Rodney Perry Line is one of my my peers, one of my favorite comedians. I've worked with this lady. I've seen it up close and personal. And I have to say this, Coca, it's such a pleasure to watch your journey and see the success because, uh, you know, we was in the trenches together, you know. We we was in Sacramento when nobody got Brother, paid. you ain't never lied, okay? So uh, welcome to the show, Miss Coca Brown. Welcome, Thank baby. Thank you, How baby. You how are you right now? I'm good. I'm actually sitting out here standing in front of the service lane of the Volkswagen dealership because my car wanted us to die, but I refused to let her go. <laughs> I'm not ready. I'm not ready to part with her yet. <laughs> well, well let, let's talk about, man, your journey is, is crazy. Uh, as a comedian, you know, people know your credentials. I mean, Def Jam, Comic View, all the shows that we do. You well, I never did Def Jam, but I did everything else. <laughs> you didn't do Def Jam? No. Currently, I wouldn't sleep with the promoter. That's going to be an issue. That's going to be an issue. For <laughs> it was a team player, I guess. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so gangster. No, I never did Def Jam, never. No. Okay, huh? well, that's, it, it's their loss. It's their loss, you understand me? Um, yeah. you, you got so much great stuff going on. 
Uh, I remember when you booked Lakeview Terrace. Uh, right, right. I, I remember being so happy for you then, and since then your career has just skyrocketed. You're in the Tyler Perry world, which is amazing. Um, uh, what's what's this journey been like for you as an actor? Um, it's it's been as an actor, it's been incredible. As an actor, uh, it just has been. You know, each role gets meatier. Each role gets more challenging, which I love. You know, um, I just, you know, and I know that it's only the beginning. That's what I love about it. It's only the beginning because so much more is yet to come. I've yet to get that role where I walk away and I feel like I dug deep into my darkest crevices of my soul and had to pull out you know, all the stops, you know, I, you know, my dream role would be like to play Aretha Franklin or like Pearl Bailey wow. or, you know, to, to play someone with so many layers and dynamics, you know, there's so much more to me than being funny. And I think that the industry is beginning to notice. I mean, just last night to hear that Malcolm Lee is a fan of mine and he never once said, because you're funny. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so, I, you know, I feel like at this point, People are trying to see there's more to Coca Brown than just the ha ha he he. And, you know, I'm getting ready to show the world that there's, you know, that there's many layers to me and I can make you cry and I can make you laugh and I can make you think. So I'm so excited about my journey as an actress right now because it's just beginning. You, you know what, what, what? This is what I know, and I don't know if everybody knows. First of all, you're smart as all get out. You're, you're, uh, Thank you. Talk to, talk to my audience about education and what that is for you. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a Southern girl, Southern born bred. And, you know, my parents would support me with anything I wanted to do that was not going to embarrass them. <laughs> but the one stipulation was you will get an education first in this household. You can do whatever you want, but I need that piece of sheepskin on the wall before you do it. And, wow. you know, I'm grateful that my parents did that, you know, that they made me go and get a degree and, you know, have, I guess, I mean, some people will call it a backup plan, but, I mean, I've used some of my undergraduate degree. I mean, it's in mass comm with a focus in PR and advertising. So, yes, I use that all the time, and it helps. I never knew I'd be, you know, promoting myself, managing myself or whatever, because um, until, you know, the right team got around me, I was doing it all myself. So it helps. But... You know, education is, you need to understand, like I know so many people probably say this, but it is show business, and show is such a, such a small part of the element. And, you know, even I am constantly picking up a book or reading or Googling or, you know, talking to a veteran who's been in the game longer than me. I mean, just the other day, I'm picking Kim Whitley's brain because she's, you know, been a foremother for me. She's opened doors for me. So I'm constantly you know, trying to gain more knowledge, you never know everything in this business. And if you think you do, you're crazy. If you think you do, you're a damn maniac. <laughs> yeah, you're crazy. You're crazy because it, it changes yeah. too much. It's constantly evolving and changing, and the game changes hourly, not yeah. daily, hourly. And you have to stay on top of it because, like I said, you'll get lost in the mix if you don't know what's going on on the business side. I mean, there are people yeah. out here still hitting stages trying to get a sitcom. Well, boy, ain't nobody doing yeah. that no more. You better go around and get you a camera and shoot you a web series. 
I mean, you got to stay on top of your game because it changes hourly by the second. It changes what Hollywood wants from us and what they're going to give us. Wow, very very true. Um, You wear so many great hats. Uh, To be a woman in this business is very difficult. And not (laughs) only are you a woman, but you're a mommy. And you wear wear mommy so well. Uh, how, How is it being a new mommy, and how has it impacted your journey? You know, I love being a mother. It's the one thing that's been consistent since I probably tells my first baby doll is that I wanted to be a mommy. So to me, he has completed me in a way that I never knew possible, and everything else is 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 a bonus to me. And also, too, that is my manager. That is who runs mommy's steps and guides her steps every day because wow. everything I do, I do for him. So that's my manager. That's my agent. That's, who, that's who's running me right now because if it doesn't wow. make him happy or provide for him, it ain't going to get done. It's just not going to because it has to benefit him, and that's how I think of everything that I do now. Everything is about will it make him happy, will it take care of him. So, you know, it's, it's focused me. It grew me up like a mofo. Um, mm. I, and, you know, I wasn't expecting to be a single mother, but things happened. You know, my marriage didn't work out, but I thank God that, you know, oh, all I ever asked him. Oh, oh Lord. Oh, Coco, wait a second. You didn't know? Wait, yo, <laughs> you didn't know? No. Yeah. You, you playing with me? No, it was actually oh. finalized yesterday. It was actually finalized yesterday. Yeah, you know y'all was one of my favorite couples. Okay. I know everybody. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, everything happened for a reason. Let's not dwell on that. You know. You no, I mean, the thing but, is, I just thank God that he gave me the discernment and the common good sense to recognize, react, forgive, and move on. Seriously. Wow. Because, you know, it's all about that little boy. Out of the bull crap came the blessing. And all I've ever asked him to give me is the ability to take care of that little boy. And he has done yeah. that tenfold. And that's my, that's my manager, that's my agent, that's everything right now because everything I do is about him. Will this take care of him? Yeah. Will this provide for him? So, I mean, I said, I love being a mother. I do. I just, it, it, yeah. it just, it just, it focuses the doo-doo out of you. <laughs> that's for sure. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Hey, y'all, this is Roddy Perry. We're talking to you. You're listening to Roddy Perry Live. We're talking to Miss Coca Brown, a movie star, TV star, ace comedian, <laughs> Ripping stages all across the country, and she's a mommy. What do you say to the women out there that say they that, that they don't have enough time? <laughs> Stop trying to count the minutes because they're they're not minutes nor seconds in our days. I mean, there are some days that just merge together for me. Sometimes wow. you just have to let that happen. Time is a state of mind. That's wow, how I see. Time is a state of mind. Well said. And you can find Coca Brown on her website, Coca, the C O C O A B R O W N, the number four, life.com. Or you can check her out on Facebook, Comedian Coca Brown, or on Twitter where she's at Coca Brown22. Man, I, I, I'm such a fan, Coca. Um, Thank you, Rodney. Thank you. And I'm proud of you, too, bro. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> uh, get there, right? I'm loving it. I'm loving it. But you've always been a dapper kind of dude. You know what I'm saying? They handled your PI. But I just I love to see you shine, brother. I do. 
Talk to me about Tyler Perry in this Tyler Perry world, man. How, how did how did how did for better or for, or for, or for better or worse come about? Um, for better or worse, came back. It, it, I guess it was one of those things. I feel like it was divine purpose or something because it, you know they had had the breakdown out for that show like two years prior to me actually getting an audition for it, and it took me leaving the management agent I was with, going to a new one getting in the door, and initially, you know, it was supposed to be a complete spinoff of Why Did I Get Married, with all the characters being recast except for Tasha and Michael, you know, Angela and Marcus, and so when I went in, I actually auditioned for Sheila, which was Jill Scott's character, and somehow during the midst of them, you know, putting the show together, they completely redid it where it only focused on Angela and Marcus's character, and Mr. Perry rewrote my character into Jennifer based on my stand-up because I found out he was a fan and he had seen me perform at the Laugh Factory in L.A. and said he wanted to work with me and then went on the Internet Googling my, my, me and my personality and my material and based Jennifer on my stand-up. Wow. So, That's I mean, awesome. to be honest with you, it's, you know, one of those things that I guess it was just meant to be and it was meant for me. Wow. I'm just glad I was prepared because, you know, I went in there and could act. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, and, and that's, I mean, we kind of laugh at that, but that's a real thing because there's a lot of our peers that preceded us that got those opportunities and squandered them because they couldn't act. So uh, mm-hmm. I'm happy for you, and you you went in and killed it, and not only killed it, but killed it with, with you know, with Tasha Smith, with, you know, uh, you know, people that yeah, Ken Falcon and Michael John White. You know, there's some heavyweights on that yeah. show. Do not sleep. Yeah, man. Yeah, they're the real deal. But so, so the you, one thing that you, you know, I, I tell anybody, I, I did my work when I came to LA. A lot of comics come to LA to be comics. I didn't come to LA to be a comic. I was already a comic. I yeah. came to LA to be an actress. I came to LA to be a force to be reckoned with. I didn't come here to be a comic. That. <laughs> so when I got here, I was in acting classes. I was in, you know, voiceover classes. I was in commercial classes and sitcom classes because I wanted to be one of the, the, the few that comics that went over to the other side and stayed there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't want to just be popping up. I wanted to be one that was like, yeah, get Coco Brown for this sitcom. Get Coco Brown for this one-hour drama. I want to be, and I want to be well-rounded. I just don't want to be a sitcom actress. I want to be, I want to be able to do it all. But that's what I came here for. And I said, I established who I was as a stand-up comedian before I got here. Yeah. Well, well, you, you, you are definitely established. The TV career has exploded. The comedy career was already there. And now you're going big screen with the man <laughs> himself, Tyler Perry, director, yeah. writer, Neil yeah. Long, Amy Smart, Wendy McClendon, the whole cast on the Single Moms yeah. Club. Tell me about this movie. Oh, my gosh. And it's a movie. It's called Tyler Perry's The Single Moms Club, and it's such an awesome movie because people may look at it and go, oh, no, another movie about bitter women who baby daddies. No, it's not that at all. It's about the women who are single mothers, and they're embracing what they're doing, but, you know, they're having to go through all the things that maybe a mother and a father would have to do as a teen by themselves. And it shows their strength. It shows their resilience. It shows you that single mothers look like any and everybody. It's just not one dynamic. 
you know, and it, it doesn't it doesn't show you know just one element of it, and it's it's love stories, it's real you know finding love again, it's forgiveness, it's 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 such a great movie, and I mean I've you know they've been doing private screenings around the country, and I've been getting some awesome awesome feedback, and I'm gonna tell you it's I'm really excited about this film because you know it's 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 a Tyler Perry film, but it's so not Tyler Perry. I don't know if that's a good, if you know what I'm saying. I completely it's get like a, it. Yeah. You get it, right? You get it. I mean, the Tyler Perry fans will love it because it still has this humor or whatever, but it's more endearing instead of that slapstick. It's, you know, this, this movie is going to appeal to so many people, so many walks of life, and, you know, I'm just really excited about it that I'm a part of it, you know, that, you know, and then to find out that he's going to do a spinoff of it as a drama on OWN, that's even greater because the show will go on, you know? Right. Wow. 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 That's awesome, man. I'm so happy for you. Ladies and gentlemen, we got Coco Brown on the line. She's getting a car fixed and talking to us. Talk about a multitasker. <laughs> you do it. got to be, baby. <laughs> you got to be, honey. You got to be. You you do it all. You spoke to this a little earlier, and I definitely want to cover this. You talked about your team. Um, how, how did your team come together? You know, it started when it started with my team falling off. Like okay. seriously, like the people that that I had on my team, my so-called team, uh, true colors begin to be revealed. And things wow. began to happen that my house was being cleaned and I wasn't holding the broom. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and and during the midst of that, I began to seek people that had strength stronger than mine, that could do the things that I needed them to do and would be focused on that. And I didn't look at, you know, anything outside of what does your resume look like and do you and I click. And, mm. you know, you really have this. A lot of us, you know, we hire our boys, our homegirls, people we cool with and all of that. And I'm going to tell you, that's a dangerous game. I've lost a lot of friends because yeah. I'm in business with friendship. And I said, I, you Very know, true. and if we work, I'd rather we start as professionals, as boss and employee in business. And if we develop a friendship and we get cool, that's great. But it's always the underlying is you work for me. Yeah. You, you are here to make my life easier. That's why you're here. And if that means making me laugh and making me th- letting me vent or letting me get something off my chest personally, fine. If that means saying, I've got this, I've got this, you chill, that's great. I mean, the one thing about my team now that I love is that every weakness I have is someone in my team that covers that with a strength. Wow. I love it. You know, my assistant, Adam, I, I, am, I can be unorganized and slidey sometimes. He is my strength in that. He keeps me on my toes. You know, my, my, my stylist and other assistant, Koyan, he is the one that will read me and keep me real, keep me grounded, and have me look <laughs> right. at the same time. <laughs> you know, my agents, my managers, we are all a team because it, the thing is you have to make sure that your team is team you. If there's anybody yeah. in there with some self-gratiating, it's, all, it's, it's about me, you're in trouble. Yeah. It has to be team you. It has to be team you from top to bottom, and if not, you're in trouble. Hey, well said, well said, well said. We're talking to Miss Coca Brown, uh, awesome talent. The movie is coming out, and, uh, man, it's called Single Moms Club. Uh, You're starring in this joint. 
that, I mean, are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Why does everybody keep saying that? <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's one of those things that, you know, it's, it's, it's exciting and scary and just everything in between all at the same time because everybody's like, you know this is about to make you a star. And I'm like, no, I mean, I'm still, you know, I don't know, you know. I guess I am just going to let it flow and enjoy this journey and not put any expectations or anything on it. I'm just going to enjoy each and every moment of it as it comes. Now, apparently Rodney Perry is late, but, you know, for the rest of the world, if you may have just found out like me, Coco Bryant is single now. Single mom. Yeah. <laughs> I'm back in these streets. <laughs> you back in these streets. What, 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 do, what do you like? I know you like big men at least. I think I can confidently it's say that. It's not a matter of me liking big men. I do like a man that's taller than me because I like to look up at my man. It just keeps me. Okay. And when I can look up at my man, it puts me in a submissive mindset. And I know someone will be like, look at me. No, honey, you got to sometimes <laughs> bow down and let your man be a king because that's the only way you're going to act wow. like one. Wow. And, and, and I mean, you know, I like my biggest thing is right now. I want a man's man work, provide for your family. If it's a hustle, you better hustle your tail off. Treat your woman like a queen, especially if she's carrying you while you're weak. You do not beat the person carrying you. Mm. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, and I want someone that makes me feel special. You know, when I come home, I can cut this Coca Brown button off and just be your woman. Wow. Well said. Well, I wish you all the all the happiness, all the success is already in in the neighborhood. And uh, thank you, baby. Man, thank you. I can't thank you enough for coming on, Coco. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Rodney, and keep doing your thing. I'm so happy and proud of you, bro. Hey, hey, same here. This is one of my friends, y'all. One of my peers. Oh, let's let's talk about this real quick before I let you go, Coco. Okay. Um, okay. Some of uh, Saturday Night Live. Has, has recently hired some black people that happen to be black females. Yeah. After, after coming under fire, one of our peers, uh, Miss Leslie Jones, is one of the yes. ones that hired over there. What's your take yes. on that? What do you think about that? You know, I think what Keenan said was one of the most ignorant statements on the planet, and that shows mm-hmm. that he does not have his ears to the street and doesn't know his butt from his yeah. ear hole. But, yeah. however, I am grateful that he made that ignorant-ass statement because it opened exactly. up their eyes. What would be dope is to find out he did it on purpose to open it up. That would be And you know what? If he did, he's genius. If he did, he's, he's a, a genius. genius. <laughs> he's a genius. And I love him, and yeah. I will cook for him next time his big butt comes to L.A. <laughs> uh, hilarious. <laughs> okay, I won't hold you any longer. Thank you so much, Coco Brown. Get that Thank you, baby. Matter of fact, just yes. leave it there, girl. You're rich now. Tell him more than me. <laughs> I'm looking at like, this bag on Jaguar right now going, I need you in my life. Hey, <laughs> 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 baby. I love you. Have a great rest of the day. Love you too, baby. Take care, baby. You too. Bye. No doubt. Hey, y'all, this is Rodney Perry. You're tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. That's my girl, Coco Brown. Sometimes we, we're call the stars. We call the celebrities ourselves. That's how we get down over here at Rodney Perry Live. It's been an incredible show today. Go to the website, RoddyPerry.com. Find out all your Rodney Perry information and tweet me. I'm at Rodney Perry on Twitter, and my Instagram is Rodney Perry Live. 
because some little boy got my name, and he ain't logged on in over a year. <gasps> anyway, that's our show for the day. Y'all stay blessed. My name is Rodney Perry, and you're tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.